And money is power, but it seems like all the men had it. And I kind of felt like it was my right to be able to take it from them. From WNYU 89.1 FM, this is Dirty Money. Dirty Money is a podcast about how money and capitalism influence our bodies, sex, and relationships. I'm your host, Leah McBain. This is episode eight, Financial Domination. M-I-X-T-R-I-X. That's Mixtrix, a financial dominatrix and... Femdom goddess. What is a femdom? Well, in its most simple form... It's a dominant in a fetish relationship with a submissive that gives them money. But there's more nuance to it than that. You have money is power, like I was mentioning earlier. Money is absolutely the power to do and to have, right? So if you're giving that power to someone else, it's the same kind of release. But it's also a worshipful act for many, okay? They see it as a sort of form of worship. Some see it as a form of humiliation, if that's their fetish. It's humiliating to have to come off that power to someone that they have through money and that someone can just take it to them. So it really kind of depends on where they're coming from. But ultimately, I think it's about loss of control. It's also usually a gendered transaction. In society, men typically have the power. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when you're talking about domination and the sub and dom kind of relationship dynamic. A lot of it for the sub is about loss of control. So sometimes you have these powerful men who, you know, are in these positions at work where maybe they're the boss or something. And when it comes down to it, they can't let go of control and remain in their powerful positions in their day-to-day basis. By dealing with a dominatrix, that's a safe space for them to be able to lose control and feel that feeling and get the release of not having to be in charge. Okay. But there always have been male fendoms. But let me say something. They're mostly in the male to male space. Okay. There's very few female financial submissives. They're almost exclusively male. I've met a couple of females in the years I've been doing this and they haven't served me. So we're talking like two or three out of the thousands that I've met or been, you know, talked to or whatever maybe two or three, and they weren't, they weren't paying me. They were paying people that I knew, mm-hmm. you know, so it's almost exclusively males. They hold pretty much the key to financial power in society. That's just the way it's been structured at this point. You know, the beauty of, of all of financial domination to some degree is being able to take that power back in the most literal way and empower yourself at their expense in the most literal way, you know. Mixtrix got into the profession about seven years ago. Really, I think my own sexual fetishes led me there. And then once I kind of was looking on the Internet and all the things that interested me fetish-wise, I kept running across something called femdom and financial domination and kind of realized it was something I was already doing in my own life and relationships. And I was like, I know this. I've already been doing this. And it just kind of led me straight to it because it was something I was already familiar with, really. She says that the biggest misconception about financial domination is that it's easy. 
that you can just say, hey, I like this and I do this and somebody's going to uh, run up and put money in your hands. It's not easy. It probably takes more skill than people realize. That's probably the biggest misconception. So a lot of times I do filming, um, I'm answering emails, I'm working on social media, um, almost the exact same things something like a YouTube influencer would be doing, but I'm not a YouTube influencer. The other thing that's making her job harder is the SESTA-FOSTA law. You know, there is a huge stigma against anybody who's considered a sex worker, okay? Mm -hmm. And at this point, depending on how you look at it, you may not see, and and there's plenty of fendoms who don't consider themselves sex workers, okay? There's kind of a divide in this. But what it is, is it's eroticized financial transfers, okay? So in that sense, we would be considered sex workers. I, I personally consider it part of the sex worker movement, you know, to be a dominatrix at all on any level, right? Mm-hmm. So it's affected us in the kinds of things we can post, um, the kinds of ways that we can transfer money, the kinds of content that we can put on popular channels like YouTube, um, even on things that are, let, let me put it this way, even on places where I could sell videos, fetish videos, like, oh, you know, my feet, you, you're in love with them, pay me, things like that. I can't do certain things now because of FOSTA SESTA. We can't say certain words. We can't, you know, um, you know, as some of my, I, I never really used Backpage very much, but, um, you know, some of my peers, I guess, used it to try and meet, you know, submissives or whatnot. And they would, and, and you know, other sex workers, escorts, would, you know, and it's really messed up their world. I mean, they, they went from having a safe place to basically put themselves out there and monitor themselves to having to go underground. Mm -hmm. And going underground is never good when you're trying to do something and stay safe. Going underground is where there's lack of safety. So it's just messed up things for anyone who's a sex worker, I think, across the board. Even in the face of this uncertainty, Mixtrix will continue to do her job because it's what she loves. What I like most about it is that it kind of redistributes the money (laughs) that men tend to have in our society. And money is power. I mean, if anything, it's a tool to have things, to do things, to get things, to either make your life more comfortable, more secure, uh, more fun, whatever. But it seems like all the men had it. And I kind of felt like it was my right to be able to take it from them. Thanks for tuning in to Dirty Money from WNYU 89.1 FM. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or tune in next week from 7.15 to 7.30 to hear Episode 9, Rainbow Capitalism. This episode was written, produced, edited, and hosted by me, Leah McBain. I'd like to give a special thanks to Kelly Drake, Anna Van Dyne, and Mixtrix. Thanks for listening. <laughs>